Hello and welcome to Roster Doctor, where we fix up your roster. For this inaugural episode, I'm joined by the one and only Sung Soo from across the Bifrost and uh, a lot of other cool Marvel Crisis Protocol content. How's it going? I'm great, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate being here. Yeah, so uh, we first met in our tail end of our War Machine careers, and then we kind of both moved over to Crisis Protocol. Um, I think both of us really enjoyed getting into like the tactical content of it and how deep it is compared to a lot of other miniatures games. Would you agree? Uh, are we talking about War Machine or Marvel there for the tactical? Well, well a bit of column A, bit of column B. I, I think <laughs> that there's a lot of similarities between the two. Uh, yeah, I think we, we appreciate the depth of the game. We appreciate like a high level of uh, competition. And it might have been the end of your War Machine career. My War Machine career, quote unquote, was, was brief. It was bright. It was like a shooting star. I only traveled competitively for a year. So uh, that was kind of my whole shebang. Yeah, my, my serious run was only a bit longer. I, I think I had like two years where I was like actually uh, making final day cuts. Uh, I was going to a decent amount of cons for about five years, but I wasn't that serious on it. If it As soon as I realized I was capable of winning, I started putting in a lot more effort. Yeah, so obviously like Marvel Crisis Protocol has a... Has a- Hopefully has that, you know, when the world comes down, there's not fire. I'm excited to see what the convention scene looks like. Uh, but for now, yeah, I'm excited to talk about rosters, fix them up. That's it's such a big hurdle for Marvel crisis protocol. I feel the amount of like list building options are kind of crazy. It almost rivals like Warhammer 40 K. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So I, I think we had this discussion a few months ago. I, I know Pat was involved in it. I don't remember if you stuck your head in, but I was kind of like talking about, the breakdown of uh, list building, um, play on the table, and uh, what was the third aspect? Uh, dice. Like what, what percentage each impacted on your uh, win rate. And so I kind of placed War Machine as one of the lowest where list building matters. Because like after a certain point, you, you, you can make garbage lists. But once you know how to make decent lists it's very hard to get an edge past that from what I experienced. Whereas in crisis protocol, there's a lot of complexity into your roster building that I think is going to lend to it. Having a higher percentage of your, uh, what contributes to your wins as being uh, list construction and 40 K obviously in my opinion is by far the most list based. I, I often like to joke that 40 K is a, game where you spend hours upon hours building your list and then you spend four hours rolling buckets of dice just to make sure that you actually did win at list construction uh <laughs> in an effort to stay on target i won't comment about 40k <laughs> or war machine uh i i think that marvel crisis protocol is a game of incremental advantage i don't I, I personally think actually fully understanding and knowing situations your models can be in and what they're capable of is the most important thing in crisis protocol but you can gain yourself incremental advantages through list building, and I think that's really important. Um, and I, I think that's what we're trying to convey here in Roster Doctor. Yeah, and uh, ideally just kind of opening up the maximum amount of options so that you feel good on any scenario. Uh, because since you only have control over half of the scenario, it's not like War Machine or 40K where you play to a packet of like six different missions. Uh 
in crisis protocol, the missions are actually built into your list building process and you have to anticipate what your opponent's doing. And especially now that more and more secure crises are coming out, uh, the number of possible, uh, what's it called? Crisis combinations, yeah, is exploding. Uh, so I think putting a lot of thought into how you build your roster is something that's going to get discussed more and more. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll go over that when we talk about crises. I mean, at one level, if you're just ready for, like, de-deployment, I think that's fantastic. There are certain lists that are really going to thrive on that and others that aren't, and then getting into the subtle nuances of, like, okay, how are the Ds different from each other? You know, when's a good time to take this one? When's a good time to take that one? That's kind of another thing. And that's why I really talk about incremental advantage there, right? Even just planning for D-crises is going to be an advantage. Planning for the, in particular, excuse me, the specific ones is going to get you another advantage. But I feel like I'm getting ahead of ourselves here. We haven't even talked about a roster yet. Yep. So uh, real quick, I just want to go over the format of this show. Um, so basically, we're, each episode, we're going to introduce a new roster with tactics, crises, and characters. We're going to go over uh, possible teams for every threat level, and then we're going to go over three randomized scenario combinations, and then we're going to talk about changes we'd potentially like to do. Um, but with that, why don't we just hop straight into looking at the roster? Um, so first, we're going to go over the characters real quick. Uh, this roster that we're using for the inaugural episode is a combination of Wakanda Wave and Web Warriors. So I like to call it WW for short. Um, so we've got Black Panther, Killmonger, Shuri, Okoye, Spider-Man, Ghost Spider, Other Spider-Man, Venom, Valkyrie, and Thor. Um, and so this is obviously built to either play kind of the bog standard Wakanda wave, which is Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye, Valkyrie. And then we're kind of replacing Doc Ock with presumably Miles. That's what a lot of people have been talking about recently. And then conversely, you can play the Web Warriors package um, and kind of play that more mobile uh, holding extracts and running away style of game. Um, if that fits your scenario a bit better. Yeah, so both teams are trying to win. Neither one of these is an attrition team in the way that they're going to table you, right? We're not taking on like our Corvus Glaive uh, Black Order roster here. They are trying to win a scenario, but they're, they're doing it very different ways. Um, I like the synergies between uh, the, the spider people, and I guess we'll get into roster changes later. Uh, I, th I think one of the important things is kind of what you mentioned. You mentioned the core of Wakanda. I think the core of a Spider People roster, and I'm oversimplifying, right? But the 10 point is going to be Miles, Gwen, and Venom, uh, with obviously Peter Parker coming in at 14, which is important when you think about higher threat games, because in order to normally maintain your uh, character dichotomy, uh, uh, you normally need to end up going to like a six person roster, including Spider Man. Uh, but the core of Web Warriors is going to be 10, right? And the normal core of the Wakanda here, right, is normally coming in closer to what, 11, I think, right? Uh, it's 9 if you're just doing Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye. If you're including Killmonger, it's 13. Uh, something yeah, like... I, I, guess, Go ahead. I guess I normally think of like Panther, Killmonger, and Shuri being the core coming in at 11, but uh, I understand that not everyone plays that way. Uh, and, and again, it depends on the crisis and how you're trying to get to. Yeah, and so, something I just want to point out real quick that I really like about this Um is one of my main complaints with playing Web Warriors so far uh, has been, sure, you can play them at that 10-point core package, but 
it can sometimes be annoying when like the full package is 14 points. And that means it's impossible for you to play 15 point web warriors with everyone, which means obviously Peter has to get cut. Um, which isn't the end of the world, but I really like how that pairs with uh, the Wakanda setup because they often very much like to play 15 threat uh, scenarios because that's often Gamma. Um, so there's kind of like a little bit of a synergy there where if you're playing against like a traditional uh, Cabal Modoc team and they're forcing Gamma Wave on you, you're perfectly fine playing uh, Wakanda. You don't have to play Spiders. Yeah, if you've listened to Man Across the Bifrost, I'm not the biggest fan of dual affiliation rosters. And the main reason is you really need a plan to use both sides of the affiliation, in my opinion. And what Mark just kind of outlined there is, is one of the reasons that I think this could work, right? Is in the lower threat values, I want to slide in Wakanda. At the higher threat values, I want to go with spider people. I think that's important. I see a lot of rosters that are like clogged at the top end for a bunch of different options. And to me, that doesn't functionally matter, right? I should be building the roster to have things that execute on different crises with different threats, but I don't need four 19-point options. So I do think there's a good, some good synergies there uh, within this roster. Yeah. Let's move on to the tactics real quick. Uh, so here we've got Wakanda Forever, all webbed up, Brace for Impact, Field Dressing, Lethal Protector, Vibranium Shielding, Blind Obsession, and Med Pack. And so this was kind of, th this seems a little bit more skewed towards playing a kind of Wakanda Wave style list because you've got both Wakanda Forever and Vibranium Shielding in there. Um, uh, you can kind of get into some conniption fits if you're trying to play Web Warriors without Venom. Then you have to play exactly all webbed up, brace, field dressing, blind obsession, med pack. Um, but in general, I think this is just kind of playing to largely what you want to do. And I think we'll get more into this on the tail end when we're talking about making swaps. Because uh, I think there's a lot of obvious candidates for making improvements here. So tactics are the reason that I'm normally not the biggest fan of dual affiliation rosters, because for some affiliations, their strength is really in the tactics cards, right? And it's the thing that we are most limited in outside of crisis cards. But when you look at the number we can take proportionate to the number that are out there, it's definitely the area we're most limited to. And, and I really put a high value on flexible cards that I can take for different opponents in addition to different scenarios. And what Mark kind of outlined here is one of the reasons I don't love dual affiliation rosters when we're taking a lot of specialty cards. You're often forced into five cards. And if you're being forced into five cards, what that means is if your opponent is savvy, they know what you're playing. And like if they know that you know that you shouldn't get in the land war with Italians, then you, know, you end up in a bad situation. You can lose some incremental advantage there. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's switch over to crises real quick, because I think this is going to be one of the meteor parts, uh, considering this is such a scenario-focused team. Uh, so for extracts, we've got alien ship crashes in downtown, uh, scrolls infiltrate world leadership, and mystic Wakandan herbs factor fiction. For secures, we have cosmic invasion, black order descends on Earth, Right spark over extremist 3.0 and gamma wave sweeps across Midwest. So uh, the way I see the split here is that <clears throat> when you get secures, you're trying to force gamma wave so that you can play your bog standard Wakanda team at 15 points. 
when you uh, get extracts, you're trying to play a kind of keep away game where you put something on Miles and run away and try and generate a big advantage there. Yeah, um, so this isn't the order that I normally go in, right? I normally like to think about where my teams are going to fit in. I mean, we, we kind of know that, right, Wakanda obviously handles Gamma Wave pretty well. So is that where you're most advantaged? I mean, it depends on your list, right? So in those situations, we want blues. Uh, the, the reds are interesting. I, I struggle to understand when we're going to want to take Wakanda and Herb. It just seems like such a dichotomy to the other two. I know you've had pretty good luck with spider people on it. I understand yeah, the logic behind it, but but most of that, that that just doesn't fit with scrolls and alien ships in my mind. If that makes sense, it, it's That's like the closest the to being there, cut, right? and I yeah uh, yeah it's it's the closest to being cut in my book. Um, I think I've I've had a hard time telling whether it's just people not knowing how to go for the throat against web warriors yet, because like uh, with season two of the league, and I think season one. Uh, Wakanda Wave was doing a lot uh, better earlier on, and then as people started to understand the give and take of the matchup, their uh, popularity and win rate started to go down. Uh, so I think maybe my love of Wakanda and Herbs is just because people haven't played enough into Web Warriors that they know how to solve that kind of game plan. Yeah, maybe. Again, I just think that there are some better extracts we could throw out there. I'm going to, well, we'll talk about replacements later, I guess. So that's just the one that kind of jumps out to me that doesn't really fit. Yeah. Um. It's also worth noting that you can always push uh, a D deployment if you want uh, for your uh, secure uh, with Cosmic Invasion and Riots and Extremist Console. So I, I think that's important outline as well. Yes, and I also think that both Cosmic and Riots are scenarios that uh, the spiders love a lot. Because one of the biggest problems I've seen so far is that they really struggle to get power uh, round two. Uh, they tend to be either empty or on one, uh, ending round one, and so they really want one or two power to be able to start really doing stuff going into the next round. And uh, Cosmic Invasion uh, can give you a lot of power. And then since they're so mobile, they don't really care about being uh, pushed, especially if you get a controlled direction to some degree. Yeah, I agree, right? I mean, Web Warriors in general struggle for early game power generation, whether we want to call that turn one, turn two, whatever. Uh, so anything you can do to boost that makes sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. With that, why don't we just do a quick run-through of the threat levels and uh, the teams we like to see at those. Uh, so first, we've got the 15 threat teams here. Um, there's a pretty decent split of Wakanda and Spiders. I think in general, you're probably playing Wakanda, because most of the times when you're playing 15, it means you're playing Gamma. So you could be playing Herbs. Um, so for the kind of standard 15 threat team uh, assuming I'm playing Gamma I would very much like to be playing something like Black Panther Miles, Shuri, Okoye Valkyrie, I think that's a very solid core for being able to control that column up the middle So I assume that we are assuming that the listeners have some core knowledge of what Wakanda Wave is here, right? We don't have to break down that to them 
Yeah, uh, I'm I'm treating this as kind of something of a intermediate level podcast where these are the kinds of people who are playing in the tabletop simulator league and are are keeping up on a lot of the content. And so this is more about like a deeper dive into the existing meta rather than necessarily introducing concepts. But uh, as a quick little recap for our listeners, Wakanda Wave is a scenario-focused Wakanda-based team where you take advantage of pushes and throws to be able to control uh, Gamma Wave and score up a ton of points in the early to middle game and try and ride that out. Yeah, you also tend to be wider than traditional 15-point teams, so you normally end up giving up priority, uh, but, but you don't have... Uh, that that single target they can really focus down, which a lot of teams are kind of built around doing, like, you know, Cabal or something like that. So uh, I do think that's a great roster that you shouted out there. So what are the other rosters that your opponent needs to be aware of on this, though? Uh, because, again, I, I feel like if we only have one roster, that can be a little worrisome. Uh, and I agree, that, that would be the roster I'm running. But is there another one here that jumps out at you? Uh, so let, let's say you're playing 15 herbs for some reason, and it's not way, uh, uh, wave sweeps across Midwest. I would look at something like, uh, Miles, Shuri, Venom, Okoye, Ghost Spider. Um, I think that's just a solid all-round team. You have two characters that can protect Miles once he picks up the herbs in the form of Lethal Protector on Venom and then Okoye's Bodyguard. You've got Shuri to hand out rerolls, and you've also... Actually, you can protect him even more with Gwen. Um, so you can really set up uh, a situation where Miles picks up that herb and he will just never die. Yeah, and I think some of it depends on the secure you're going for too, right? The, the only roster I want to shout out here is actually, I really like what the Web Warriors core we talked about, which is Miles, Gwen, Venom, and then you just tack Thor on top of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that can catch a lot of people by surprise. It's actually, it, it's shockingly resilient. Um, in addition to just like, they don't care about any of the terrain obstacles or flying or wall crawling or web yeah wall crawling over everything uh, and it puts out pretty good damage so you can definitely catch some people by surprise if they're expecting you to play this kind of like push control scenario game and you're just like nah, i'm just gonna daze people and see what happens yeah i i can definitely see the value in that when you want to try and gear shift into a bit of a more fighty team and it yep, lets always you good to have priority. avengers uh another somewhat attractive one to me is uh miles black panther peter venom I think that team's incredibly tanky. Um, and if you want to play like a midline board where you're like playing to the middle and you just never want to go down, I think that's a really solid team that'll take forever to burn through with all their rerolls and defensive abilities. Hmm. That's probably my least favorite of the ones we mentioned. Uh, just traditionally speaking, I don't particularly like. I'm I'm exaggerating here for the for the purposes of we are on the internet. I traditionally would prefer an aggressive strategy, whether that's scenario or attrition based, over a tanky one. Uh, the dice are just like inherent. Like if you spike dice on a good defensive roll, nothing happens. If you spike dice on a good attack, right? Obviously, you end up with a daze or an advantage situation. So um, I understand what you're saying about it being a resilient team. It's just uh, it's not the way that I personally like playing the game, but but I guess it's good to mention it. I just, I, I yeah, kind of have to reach pretty more of a far, yeah, pretty far into the bag for me to be like, this is the team I want to run, right? Like I'm having a hard time thinking of the crisis for it. Yeah, I think like we've got our like bog standard 
wave team, we've got our bog standard herbs team, and we've got a pretty good fighting team. So when will you need a tanky team? Though it is something to consider if you really think that's going to work for some reason. I think that's the fourth best option, <laughs> let's say. Um, uh, let's yeah, move on fair. to... Just like if we're playing 15, right, we're either playing Gamma Shelters or Herbs, right? So since like we have good rosters for them, like I just, I just don't understand when that's going to come up. But I'm with you. Yeah. Um, let's move on to 16 threat right now. And unless I'm mistaken, the only scenario that's 16 right now is the new spider portal scenario, which ironically, uh, web warriors don't really uh, seem to want to play. So spider portals is actually 18. I think you're a little flipped about Who black order, right? Cosmic invasion, black order descends on earth is the 16, which is the D secure. You are correct. My brain is not working. Uh, um, Yep. So, and, and I, I actually think spiders want to play on uh, portals of run with spider people. But we can talk about that later. So, if we're playing sixteen, we know we're playing the sixteen secure we just talked about. You can check that out on uh, Assemble, which if you don't have it on your mobile phone, you should. It was a Shameless fantastic time. Of software. <laughs> yeah, it's me though, so I can do that. You don't have to. Uh, so, so what teams do you really like at sixteen for this? Keeping in mind that we're playing on a D secure here. Yeah, so D secure, you want either range five or you want straight up brawlers with high mobility. Range four doesn't really cut it. Um, so I think you're probably going to want to play some kind of web warrior shell with Shuri. Um, yeah, I agree. I actually want Gwen and I want Shuri in my list. Those are the two things that I want the most. And then uh, obviously we can't have all these things. Uh, but I also want Miles and Black Panther. So kind of where we choose to go after that. I mean, I guess we could have all of those. Yeah, okay, those fit point-wise. But Yeah, so the, the one that actually popped out to me the most is Miles, Shuri, Venom, Gwen, and uh, Valkyrie. Um, I, I really like that just kind of generally. Um, Shuri can hang back on a home point, and then you have... Miles and Gwen pair up, and then Venom and Valkyrie pair up, or you could do any combination of those two pairs, and you send like two clumps of two forwards, and you just brawl. And I think you'll be mostly happy with the results from there. Yeah, I don't think we need to belabor this too much. I mean, obviously the range five is important for where you can stand and still interact with the board in the D scenario. Shuri is a fantastic piece there. Um, I, I really appreciate Gwen's flexibility and mobility here. She's one of the characters that can like move, make an attack, and still get back onto her point or an opposing point, which I think is really powerful. Um, I think the pulls that she, that all the spider people bring are actually super relevant for this too. Just going wide on number of activations makes sense. I don't think I'd want to play any of the, the four character ones i think i'd want to be five characters um in this in these particular ones playing for this i would almost highly prioritize the end uh activation so i can just you know okay you're going to do this character that's great i'm going to pull them off the point we're just going to keep moving on so i, I think that's a great roster i don't again 16 is pretty narrow because it was only one crisis i don't think there's too much to kind of belabor here yeah um just to uh where was it i saw a roster that essentially did exactly what you wanted uh, it gets a little weird. The roster I want to play ends up one point short. Yeah, yeah. That, I was trying to find one that gets Miles, Gwen, Shuri, and Black Panther in it. Um, <clears throat> I guess you could do yeah, that with yeah. Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... 
Uh, Valkyrie's oh, on my then, favorite. No, on that's the- affiliation list. That's the problem. Yeah, so so we end up in some weird spots there. Um, I just uh, the roster I want to play. Excuse me, the list, the team I want to play with this roster just doesn't happen. Uh, but again, that's that's a personal preference thing, and that's I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just different. Yeah. Well, let's move on to by far the most common threat value in Marvel Crisis Protocol, which is 17 threat. And as you can see from the options listed here, it's, I think, two more than the next highest, which is 18 in terms of possible permutations. Um, So there's a lot of stuff to consider here. Um, At 17, it's it's hard to nail down, like, a particular... um, what's it called team because there's so much variance in the kinds of scenarios you're going to see. It's not like there's only one or two scenarios you have to plan for. Um, yeah. So I think the way I approach it is I look at, okay, 17 threat, super wide. What 17 am I bringing? And let's, let's at least have a plan for those, right? Because those are really, really popular. Right. And I think we have scrolls and we have extremists. So extremists, again, being that D scenario, I'm going to prioritize anything that is like, super mobile and range five. So again, I want Shuri and Ghost Spider in my list if possible. Uh, 17 threat also to me is the point where we start seeing really, really tuned up angry beaters is what I'll say for lack of a better term, um, right? Corvus and Proxima start showing up. You start seeing weird Thanos lists with gems tacked on to them. Um, you know, the Modoc Cabal list just gets a little better as like Modoc continues to gain steam and additional support pieces. So you have to have something to be able to deal with them. But before we get that far, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I look at my own personal crises and I'm, I try to make sure I, I can handle that. So I, I don't think there's anything else we need to add for extremists. So what do you think for scrolls? Like what is your scrolls roster out of this? So scrolls, I was talking about this a bit with herbs, but I think web warriors are incredibly good at a keep away strategy where you try and pick it up on Miles or Peter or even Gwen, though she's a little bit less easy to hide and keep safe than the other two. Um, So I'm looking at something like uh, Miles, Peter, Gwen, Venom, Sherry. I've played this a lot at 17 points, and I've been pretty happy every single time. I think think I'm 2-2 and against you when we've played this in the dojo. Um, uh, I don't know. I'd have to look at my spreadsheet. I, I believe yeah, you. <laughs> but I, I know that basically every single time I've lost, it's basically come down to a, can I use literally every single turn, uh, turn I've got this round to kill Miles or I concede? Because um, he's holding herbs or the scroll or something, right? Um, and the the fact that games are coming down to must do a TKO or I lose is very promising to me. And I think uh, with better play, I could have made that into a very reliably forcible strategy. Sure. I I think that's great. Um, I I think that's fine. I I do want to mention, like, we haven't... uh, Actually, no, let's keep going. So I I don't think I have anything else to add to 17... Uh, my big piece of advice is if you're if you if you're going through your own roster, just make sure that you have plans for your 17s. Uh, yep. There's so many out there. Like, it's great to have plans for all of them, but realistically, like if you have plans for your 17s, I, I think you'll do okay moving on to other ones. Yeah, and extremists, uh, you can you can play a very similar D strategy. I think actually, even the the roster I just mentioned is incredibly good at D. 
you put uh, Shuri on your home one, and then you do two flank teams. Um, if you want to be a little bit more fighty, you can swap uh, Gwen out for Valkyrie, and I think you won't be too unhappy with that. Uh, you lose a lot of mobility in my mind, but yeah, you, you're definitely a little more smashy smash. Yeah, if if you think you need to sit on the secure because the object uh, the extract isn't getting you anywhere, that's when I would consider it. But most oh. of the time, I like to default for picking up the extracts and like trying to interact with the secures as little as possible to make sure I'm up on VPs. All I'll say with Valkyrie is like if you don't position her perfectly, she can't get from one D to another. There are situations where she can't. Right, Gwen, she's very forgiving in that way. She can always get from a D to a D. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? So that, that's why I just prioritize her just a little bit higher. There are times when, like, you're refused flank. It's great. You're winning it. Now I've got too many characters there. I need to get off of it. I need to spread back out. I need to apply more scenario pressure. Valkyrie has a harder time making that pivot. Valkyrie also has a harder time making the pivot of, okay, this flank, I thought, I thought Venom and Miles over here were going to be fine. I need to go support them. It takes Valkyrie, like, a full turn of just, like, derping to get over there where Gwen can like get, get, you know, to the middle or to the North or South D's and still influence the board with her, uh, pull and her lifesaver ability. The name eludes me. Uh, it's not web line. Oh God. Uh, that's, that's going to haunt me for the rest of my days. The lifesaver ability. This name eludes me. That's fine. Everyone yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, it's literally called lifesaver. Nailed it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, with that, why don't we uh, kick on over to 18 threat? Uh, so this is going to be the new spider portals. Um, what's the other 18? There's a second 18 rolling around here right now. Hammers. Oh, yeah. Hammers, the classic. Uh, a lot of people really love taking hammers in their Web Warriors teams. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't so much uh, just because I don't like the wide Web Warriors strategy with extracts. I like to do the single keep away. But it's not the end of the world. Um, so here... So it's worth noting that we're not bringing an 18. So when we're going over this, we're preparing for someone else to bring this 18 into us. And Hammers is extremely popular. So I do think that one in particular you need an answer for. And later on, I'm going to try to sell Mark on why Web Warriors wants to play uh, Portals over on City with Spider People. But um, 18 threat. What, what do you think in here, Mark? Uh, so the number one assumption I'm going into here is that if you're seeing hammers, you're probably playing against Cabal Modoc. Um, I think you might be playing uh, Guardians as well. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think Guardians, Avengers, and Cabal all love it. Um, probably Asgard too. Um, <coughs> m most teams love it because um, <coughs> I don't think Avengers loves it, but we can get into that later. That's a whole yeah. other, it's a whole other podcast. But Cabal is kind of like the premier fighty affiliation right now. I feel like Guardians stock is at an all-time low. Asgard is there, but they've never been competing with Cabal. So I, I would say the most common thing you're going to see is Cabal. But I think a, lo a lot of affiliations are going to bring this out. Um, but for Cabal in particular, I really love having Thor. Because uh, Modok hates getting staggered. Like, more than anything else. So being able to do a move into a four Asgard on turn two outside of Modok's range and stagger him and throw him away is such a huge bonus. Especially if you can throw something size three plus at him. You can basically half kill him and then follow up on the next turn. 
Yeah, and I think that's really strong. Um, I agree. I think Thor is a fantastic addition to the roster. Uh, so who would you kind of build around Thor then? Like, what, what, what do you think you'd actually want to drop on the table? Thor and Sherry, I think, are the two priorities, um, which means I'm looking at something like Miles, Thor, Shuri, Venom, Gwen. See, that's where my eye went to, and that's kind of the first roster that I think I'd want to play. And I'm not going to lie, I think we seriously need to consider whether we want to play Wakanada here. Like, the main reason we're playing them is, like, we've decided to bring Gamma. Like, I think there are better things we can do and we can tune this roster a little bit more. I don't think we need to be as wide in these Wakandans as we need to be, uh, especially to the point we're taking two tactics cards, right? Uh, but but anyway, I'll humor it for the rest of the podcast episode here. I, I think that's where I'd want to be as well. I think it's a good roster. It's a good blend. Um, you know, you could even play that into, like, any of the Corvus Proxima reality gem lists and be okay, right? Thor is pretty decent into them. Uh, Venom into Corvus is, like, a really interesting, weird, uh, you know, do you get wilds timing trigger game. It, you know, it's good to reinforce your rules. Uh, you're still pretty mobile as far as getting out there, grabbing hammers, and moving things around. Um, so so I, I, I like it for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think you could play those on any one of them. So before we wrap up on 18th Threat, you said you wanted to sell me on uh, portals for spiders. So for this team, Miles, Thor, Shuri, uh, Peter, or Venom, Gwen, uh, how how do you see this working out so well for them? Because the way I see it is you're probably... So Shuri goes on to the middle one. She's going to flip that. And then you're going to have some combination like... Miles Venom, Shuri, or not Shuri, uh, Gwen Thor, or something like that, going to each of the side ones, right? Um, and do, do you not feel vulnerable at all for flipping those round one and going into round two? I think you feel vulnerable, right? But I think you have to fall back on what Web Warriors has, is that it's like slightly above average tanky stats. I think the other thing that you can really leverage here is there are a lot of lists where precision placement are really important. And that scenario can really muck that up uh, because of the way that the teleportation works, right? The placing effect that the opposing player gets to roll, correct? Uh, so yeah. I, f I feel like you can recover from that a lot easier than opponents can. And I think it's something that you can continue to punish people for. Um, so, so That's let's, fair. Let's, and let's, I can kind of see... List, for example, right? When are you going to flip one of those things with Modoc? Never. Red because if you get that it. negative two-inch place with Modoc, that, that's a really big thing, right? And there's lots of lists that are kind of built around characters like this. Like Corvus and Proxima, it's actually really scary there, too. I know at 18, the Corvus normally has the reality gem. So, like, the odds of this happening are pretty darn low. Uh, but if for some bizarre reason you're not running the reality gem, if you look at some of the other beaters, that place effect can be very devastating. We combine that with getting the uh, all webbed up out there, you know, maybe early, earlier than we normally would. If we get the power generation for it, I think you can do some interesting things with just like general board denial. I'm able to kind of ignore this negative effect and move around a lot better than you are. If your opponent is playing any of these beater lines, let's take like, you know, Valkella, um, uh, Thor, right? Uh, you know, moving them around a little bit still has like a strong impact on them. You know, they're they're not slow, but they're not fast. And I feel like you're better able to leverage the things that Web Warriors are really good at to counteract some of the more aggressive beater teams. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I, I think the, the mobility is less of an issue and you definitely have a big advantage there. It's more about, uh, can you get the power? And I guess with having an Asgardian... Um, 
especially Thor, who's incredibly good at flipping these because of his four energy defense, uh, you're in a spot where you feel comfortable being able to do that. Yeah, again, I, I know we don't have a ton of four energy defense out there, but I think that combined with Shuri always pushing things around, like I, I think you can end up with like a really frustrating game for your opponent as they struggle with like, okay, do I move to start beating on something or do I have to take this different move in order to interact with this? And you can put them in some weird scenarios that way. I think it messes up melee, beater, aggro, attrition teams like really, really hard to have to deal with this kind of thing. And, and for that reason, I, I think it's a good nod. Uh, for web warriors who, who really want you know nothing to do with yeah you know mucking it up and fighting with people that, that's one of the other reasons too that i think spider invade manhattan is a good consideration as well yeah no i i can definitely see that with the high level of mobility i i like that uh let's kick over to 19th threat which guarantees right now that you're playing uh civilians i don't know the actual proper name for it uh, panic grips city as evacuation efforts continue. Uh, so this is the one with the um, the four civilians that you can cash in. Yeah, it's the one where you execute civilians to get two VPs. <laughs> yeah, <region>. execute. <laughs> yeah, we, we ritualistically murder the civilians so that we can claim victory. Um, I think this is another one where I really like Thor. You like using his uh, builder attack a lot and the fact that he generates two every round means that it's not at all unlikely that you aren't picking up a civilian round one and then cashing it in either round two or round three with a fair amount of reliability yeah this is actually one of those times that i actually it's, it's rare for me to do this but i'm gonna say like i actually really like miles thor valkyrie parker venom on this one um, I like the double eyes guardians because I really do appreciate their power generation. Like we still have three poles to pull models into kind of the blender that is Valkyrie and Thor kind of cashing on people there. Yeah. I think it's also really cute to venom blast a civilian off. Right. And then, you know, depending on the location, I can pick it up with Valkyrie and cash the thing out. Um, so I, I really like the double Avengers kind of leveraging the power generation there. I think we, we kind of highlighted it earlier, right? One of the issues with web warriors is generating power, early mid game. And, and what I'll say following that up is like, they have a hard time getting to six power by themselves. Unless you're beating on miles or something, it takes a lot for him to end up at the six power threshold. He normally has to expend power to get more power. So he ends up like basically felching himself. Uh, so I really appreciate the Avengers coming in. Yeah. So in my experience, if you're able to get to three with them before the key piece activates on round two, you're able to get off a big all webbed up where you essentially max out on power and then you're fine for the rest of the game. But it's really hard to get to that three, especially because Miles is moving aggressively to pick up and extract typically. So he's going to start round two at one and he has to find two out of kind of nowhere. Um, or yeah, he has like, to find two out of nowhere, right? And he's also not web swinging in order to do it. <clears throat> yeah. And then like, if your opponent doesn't clear or deal with the slow for the all webbed up, right? You can definitely charge up the other characters, but there's obviously positioning complaint or restraints and obviously the game happens there. Right. I just like, you know, Thor and Valkyrie get to a turn. This is great. They have more power. Like you said, they also have slightly advantage aggro, so they can normally just end up with enough to kind of execute some civilians for those extra ones. And then it's always a, it's an interesting game of like when you choose to execute the civilians. Like, do I need the short term generation here? Do I want the longer term? If I have two secured, I'm obviously going to try to execute yours. Things like that. So it, it's a great game. Um, it's interesting. And again, it, it's one of those weird times where I would leave Gwen at home. 
But I think if you want to go with the all webbed up strategy, I think you almost need to drop four web warriors at that stage, right? And that what that brings you at 14 points, Thor to 15, right? So you would just be swapping out Valkyrie for Gwen. Yeah. I yeah, I, I think Valkyrie and Gwen are interchangeable here. They're they're obviously the two swaps. Um but yeah, I, I think I very much err towards taking Valkyrie unless there's something really weird going on with the secure. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a B placement, so the movement's not quite as severe. Like, I, I really like Valkyrie on this. Like, she could go either east or west, right, and reasonably interact with two different points over there. Uh, I, I, I personally really lean towards that for Valkyrie list. Yep, in agreement. Uh, finally, we're going to go on to 20 threat, which is a secure that we're taking. Alien ship crashes in downtown which, uh, as we stated earlier on here, is almost assuredly going to be a Web Warriors team. Um, So here you're trying to look to play Miles Keepaway, which means that you want Miles and Gwen. Um, I think you want Miles, Gwen, and Venom for Lethal Protector, personally. Yeah, and so that puts you up to 10, and then you have to find 10 more points out of that. Um, and the problem with the roster as constructed is we don't have two fives to drop in, so we end up having to go wide, right? Yeah, because uh, the we either break our affiliation uh, or we uh, have to uh, play Wakanda, which I don't think we want to do here. I mean, I guess you could and just play Miles in Wakanda, Miles and Gwen, potentially. Um Actually, no, there's no legal roster where you can take both. Because <laughs> um, uh, of the way the math works out in the characters, there's no affiliated roster you can take with both of them. Uh, yeah, not leaving a point on the table. Sure, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, th- this is one of those weird scenarios where I'd almost like to play a point down and play our 19-point team. Um, which yeah, I think you don't, you don't actually want to do that. You, you actually want to go back, change the roster so you can have some more compelling. Yeah. 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 yeah I, th- I think that's an obvious symptom that, uh, but so, um, right. Are we playing Wakanda on 20? No. Are we playing Wakanda on 19? We're pretty much only playing Wakanda on 15. Well, well, so that's the thing we, we can play it theoretically on, I think virtually any threat level. If the other player is selecting the threat value on a herbs something table, right? So if we were playing like, or not herbs, uh, gamma yeah. wave and alien ship, I think we maybe actually potentially play Wakanda here, and then you could do something like full Wakanda plus Miles Venom, and then you plan. Yeah, I on- think I'd rather go full Wakanda. Venom Valkyrie. I I can see that, but since you're playing a exactly one extract scenario, I really like taking Miles for the force drop. So that if you lose the the luck of the dice on trying to find the ship core, you just have Miles go over there and kick the guy. And then you yeah, get it. My, my thing is like Miles, and and you have more experiences than me. Like Miles outside of Web Warriors just has a hard time getting to the point where he can like 
get in range, drop the thing and pick it up for me. That's four power he's got to sit on, right? So he's got to be able to long move into range. It's just not my favorite, personally. I feel like that's one of those things that always sounds nicer in paper than it actually plays out in execution for me. Yeah, um, it depends on how slow the game is. Like, if people aren't picking up the ship core until, like, round three, he can pretty reliably do that, because at that point, he's saved up enough to do a web swing kick into somebody, which probably well, generates... That's assuming that you're... Power. I mean... Sure, but the flip side of that is like, okay, if we're not picking up the quarter round three, like, why is Miles saving all this power? Why isn't Miles trying to pick it up? Yeah. Right? Like, that's right. I move up, I don't pick up the core, and you're like, ha, got him. Miles is just going to pass. Save that power, right? Like, Miles really should be trying to pick up the core there himself to prevent that from happening. And that's why, like, I, I, I get where you're going, and that's where my mind went the first time I saw Miles. I'm like, this is going to be great. But actually playing with him in execution, I, I've just found that there are more limiting factors to getting him the power and in range in order to beat these things down, uh, normally speaking, right? Yeah. I, and if you're playing against Miles, don't attack Miles unless you have to. Because literally, if you give Miles two or three power in, like, round two or something, it changes all of his, like, trajectory and the things he can do in the map. It gets it gets a lot worse for you. So if you attack Miles, you need to be prepared uh, with some redundancies and things in order to handle it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely right here. Um, yeah, so I, I think Wakanda's definitely the the less played team here overall. And I think that means, which we're going to get to in a second, that we're probably going to be taking away from the Wakanda side of the team and just keeping in that like bare minimum Wakanda wave team. Yeah, I think we could drop Killmonger as weird as that sounds. Yeah, so why, why don't we just hop on over into... Uh, actually, before we get to that, let's just talk about three hypothetical scenarios. We've uh, already kind of covered bits and pieces of this. Um, but how do you feel about Hammers plus Gamma Wave? You're, so this could be I think we need to circle back and evaluate, can Web Warriors play Gamma Waves themselves, or do we have to play Wakanda Wave here? I don't know. Like At a high level, I understand... I mean, the big ones we're worried about, right, is Cabal Modoc versus Wakanda Wave versus Web Warriors at 15. And I understand that that's like a weird pseudo nuance game that I don't fully get because I don't main any of those and I haven't played a lot of them. My brain says that Web Warriors struggles at 15 either into Wakanda or into the Modoc Cabalos. That's what my brain says. Yes, I, I think that is quite possibly one of the worst matchups. Uh, well, actually, the number one worst matchup, as an aside, is Web Warriors into any team that includes Venom. Venom will just straight up one-shot any of the Web Warriors characters that isn't Venom. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's why that, Venom's in like, my roster right now. So if, if we're seeding that we have to play Wakanda if we're playing Gamma Waves, right? Then if we see an 18 and a 15 flip, right, we have to play Wakanda. Um, Wakanda at 18 is fine. I mean, I don't mean to like blip over it. I'm not speaking ill of it. Wakanda is a good list. Wakanda wave is a good list. I don't want to belabor the point because it's been talked about on so many yeah, podcasts yeah. for so long. Um, it, it's a very powerful list. Like Wakanda has been forgotten, not forgotten, but like they're not new. They're not shining. They haven't had anyone added to their affiliation anytime soon. So people are. Yeah, th this is definitely a web warriors focus <laughs> list. That's trying to use Wakanda to plug up one of the bigger holes. Yeah. Wakanda is like a very efficient, reliable thing. So yes, I would feel good with hammers and gamma wave for Wakanda. 
uh, Herbs Plus Extremists. I feel like I've played this a number of times at, I think, both 15 and 17 as Web Warriors, and I've been pretty happy with it. I haven't felt the need to play a Wakanda team here. I think it's fine. You and I disagree a little bit on how reliably you can score the herb, but I think Web Warriors does just fine here. Yeah, I, I, I might be overestimating it. Like I said earlier in the episode, I, I have a hard time telling like what the quote-unquote solved Web Warriors game is going to look like, and I think herbs goes down the more people have seen what happens. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that I could argue for herbs to be removed from this, but we'll, we can get back to that later. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then we've got Alien Ship plus Infinity Formula. So this is going to be either 20 or 17. But I think either way, you want to play Web Warriors, and that's going to come into our roster shakeup in a sec, is how do we build a better 20-point team for Web Warriors? Because that's definitely a pain point in the roster as constructed. I think building a better 20-point team is important, and I also think it's important to consider whether or not you want to be playing Alien Ships. I understand that having the high value extract for the Venom Blast is really powerful. I just I I don't know that Web Warriors likes to be playing at twenty that much. Yeah, that's definitely valid. That's why I put Thor in is you can kind of like crank up the points value without massively increasing the body count. Um, yeah, I mean you need someone else though to really amplify that though, right? Because I'm like I'm Web Warriors ten, right? The, the solid ten. I'm Peter Parker to fourteen. I'm Thor to nineteen. So yeah. I drop Parker and I'm in a weird spot where I had two more characters, but then I lose my affiliation. So again, I know we're going to talk about this, but like, I, I think we need to consider whether we want to play ships and either way, I think we need to go back and kind of tune up the 20. Yep. 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 So with that, why don't we uh, switch over into uh, quick changes? So we're just going to go through zero to one character swaps, zero to one tactic swaps and zero to one crisis swaps. And I think we've, got something we want to change for each of these um so why don't we start off with characters i think i think we're both in agreement that killmonger is the first character that gets cut here yeah which is kind of crazy right i mean the internet like uh, <laughs> the internet knows i'm not the biggest killmonger fan but he's still a very very powerful character i do think this makes some of your wakanda wave lists worse by dropping Killmonger, so I think that's an interesting thing to, to, to really evaluate. But I do think that he's kind of the clear one of this that ends up kind of dropping out. So who do you see slotting in behind him? Uh, my favorite four-letter character, Wong. I mean, he's uh, not, he's not, uh, he won't be legal for the first TTS. He, he won't be legal for the first league, or, well, he won't be legal for the first half of the league. But I think the fact that he hands out power and Web Warriors are so terrible at having power, makes them incredibly valuable. Um, failing that, I've had some success with Rocket. Uh, you could also put Auk back in. Um, I think he synergizes perfectly fine. So uh, I don't think any of those things you just mentioned shares up at a 20-point list, right? So when I'm thinking of swapping a character out personally, I want to address the 20-point need that we've identified first, right? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I, I think that I've, all of those I've, characters actually, I've got have a banger good... then. Oh, a banger! Ooh, I like I like sausages. Green Goblin. Green. Get drop off in there, baby. So then, what would the list be? Uh, it would be Miles, Green Goblin, Venom, Thor, and that's sixteen. And then you take Peter. Yeah, you'd have to take Peter for it. Yep. I think that's fine. I, I think Goblin's an interesting choice. 
I'm going to throw one out there that people are going to kind of laugh at. They're going to kind of scoff at, and that's that's fine. You guys can all laugh off. I'm going to toss out Ebony Maw or Doctor Strange. Um, I wasn't going to talk about Doctor Strange because he's not legal at the time of recording this, but you kind of already Yeah, I was about to give you guff for that. (laughs) Um, I mean, that's the only reason I mentioned him. Uh, So so the reason I'm tossing Ebony Maw out there, so humor me here for a second, right? Um, he, he still ends up, he ends up with a very, very powerful throw, right? I know he can only throw terrain at people here. He brings mystic attacks to your roster, which I believe otherwise you are sorely lacking there. He is good at generating his own power. He has some interesting movement shenanigans. And then when we get into the next one, where we talk about power cards coming in here, he's a great advanced R and D target early. Yeah. So why don't we just swip, uh, swap over into tactics? I think. So we definitely want to pull a Wakanda-specific card, which means, uh, realistically, Vibranium Shielding, which is a nice to have, but it isn't a must-have when you're playing Wakanda Wave. Yeah, and I personally would just swap that out for Advanced R&D. It's one of the... We, we talked about how power-starved Web Warriors can be early. You can really open up some interesting lines of play with Advanced R&D. It also allows you, let's pretend... Pretend character X spikes and they're sitting on a glut of power all of a sudden. It allows you to take that and distribute it to the rest of your team, right? So I, I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I think advanced R&D is something you definitely want to try and slip into any Web Warriors roster. Uh, it really opens up your opening play options, which makes you more unpredictable and therefore more able to get an early advantage. We could definitely do drop-off. I know you mentioned sliding in Goblin. If we have Goblin, then what we have Goblin and Thor... I don't know that we're taking them often enough for me to want to take drop-off. For me to take a Taxus cards, I want to see it in more than half of my games. Yeah, so so if you were to do that Goblin swap, then your 17-point uh, team would be uh, Miles, well, be, Gwen, Venom, Goblin, it'd be the spider t- Yeah, it'd be the Spider-10 Goblin, sure, is what I meant yep. it as well, right? <laughs> but then, I mean... Which is I a very like, solid... Dropping off Venom 17, is like powerful. But, I, I, I get it. Yeah. It's just, uh, that that's just kind of my caveat there. It's like we're planning on playing Wakanda for at least a couple of these scenarios. They don't really utilize it, so you could convince me into it because it is such an insanely powerful card. Um, but it also kind of conflicts to me with like the identity we're trying to achieve here. A lot of times, right? We're not trying to beat people down. Um, it is a great positioning fixer, and you can definitely project some interesting area threat there. Uh, but when I think of drop off, I still think of like aggressive lists, tempo lists, lists that want to yep. kind of get up early on beats and not let up. And while we can do that, there are definitely other affiliations and other rosters that kind of exemplify that a little bit more. Yeah. And then let's quickly go into the crises. Um, and so you are in favor of cutting out alien ship or herbs. Um, and I'm assuming whichever one comes out, you're putting in hammers. Nope, I actually really want to put in Spider-Infected Invade Manhattan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can see the case for that one, too. The controlling that for the short movement on enemy characters can just be, like, back-breaking sometimes, right? Like, they, they come in with their beaters, they get in there, but not just go over there. Like, I yep. move away. I, I, again, I think it's something that the Web Warriors can kind of recover from a little bit easier, um, and, and I, I, I like that uh, scenario. It's also very live, obviously, with five different points out there. Now, there is that kind of weird thing where you, you can't hold more than one and there's five of them, uh, but I, I still really Yeah, but you're probably not getting more than three, and if you're capable of getting more than three, the game's over. Yeah, I, I really like it. it. And again, I, I think the 
that that random short movement that's going to happen 50% of the time, right, uh, is, to me, very powerful against a lot of the aggressive beater teams there, right? Like, does Modoc yeah. want to hold a spider person? Nope. Though, typically, wherever he would be picking it up from, a lot of his neighbor, because he, he tends to live in a bunker of support. One of the support characters will just pick it up, probably Skull. Right, but it comes into an activation thing there, right? And a lot of times, Modoc is the one kind of blasting it off, right? Yeah, and then it's who's going to pick that up? Are you going to leave it on the ground? Are you going to pick it up and put the thing on Modoc? To me, it just creates some interesting uh, dichotomy there. Yeah, so I guess uh, so. Spiders come in. Are you cutting alien ship or we're cutting herbs? Personally, I would cut herbs. Um, like like I said, we we've done a couple different things to sure up that twenty. I'm not. I, I'm just not in love with herbs. I, I you've played more than I am, so so I think. When I make a roster, I always assume that my opponent is as informed and as knowledgeable about what I'm doing as I am. And I think with that in mind, I think we both agree that Herbs kind of takes a step down. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to get my jollies in before people realize what's going on. <clears throat> right, and I think that's perfectly fine. And, and that comes back to, I talked about it across the bio for us, like identifying what your goal is when you're making or building an individual roster. And if you just want to have fun and, and leverage something new, I, th- I think that's a great plan. Uh, I know I know Herb isn't new, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. but, but for me, I think Herb would be the one that would come out. Okay, well, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Uh, so just to kind of wrap it back up, uh, Killmonger comes out, uh, Vibranium Shielding comes out, and... Uh, Herbs probably comes out, and then there's a bevy of options for how you want to bring those in. Um, for uh, those of you who aren't watching the YouTube version of this, uh, I'll be posting the uh, full roster and the roster code for it um, in the description of the podcast wherever you pick it up from so that you can put this into Assemble yourself and give it a go. Uh, thank you again for uh, joining me, TT. Uh, And have a good evening.